Hey gang, this is Rick with Let's Level Up, and we are back with another episode of Mage Wars Mondays. Hope you guys enjoyed literally seeing me thrashed uh, by talks on the last special video edition of Mage Wars Mondays. If you haven't actually had a chance to watch that yet, uh, head over to the Let's Level Up YouTube channel and check it out because it's fun. Spoiler alert, I lost badly and um, it, we were playing Academy. It was a really good time, though, and it's a really, really fun game. But we'll be talking about Academy way more in the future. You know, um, Aaron, why don't, you, uh, why don't you tell the audience what the, the special treat we have in store for them today? Well, um, we actually have a special guest. Um, we have Nick Tinko, the champion from the Mage Wars tournament at Gen Con this year. Uh, he's here to talk about... Yes. Yes. I'm supposed to be like a <laughs> crowd cheering. <laughs> I was gonna say you can edit those in later, can't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's only. I mean, as far as the technical problems we've had tonight. It oh, that's fair. That's fair. We should do myself. as much as we can. Um, but no, he's here to talk about uh, well, playing in the tournament, his spell book, playing Mage Wars, um, and probably whatever random thing we come up with at the end. So. <laughs> yeah. Nick, welcome, buddy. It's a pleasure to have you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for having me. How's it going, everybody? Yeah, I, I know I'm well. I hope the audience is well. Uh, I hope Aaron is well, even. Well, as long as they didn't have the kind of technical issues listening to the podcast that we have trying to record the podcast, then everything should be hunky-dory. Yeah, tonight tonight's been a mess, guys. Because we loved you so much, we soldiered through it. If this sounds a little weird or sounds different than before, uh, just note that we're having to do things that are kind of strange and a little janky. Uh, but we wanted to get an episode out for you guys, so we are making do. Please forgive us for any uh, lack of quality that may uh, come up here. Uh, but the Nick, content will still be quality. The content will yeah. still be good. Yeah, it's still the same Mage Wars Mondays everybody loves, minus talks. But Nick, let's let's talk about you and Mage Wars, man. When's the first time you saw and played the game? Um, I was at Origins uh, three years ago, and I was wandering around playing other games actually. And Mage Wars happened to be you know kind of next to the hall that I was playing stuff at. I had seen um, Jerome and Andy actually demoing the game, and I came over and checked it out. You know, they told me it's a skill-based game where you build your own deck and there's, you know, very little luck and you make your own cards. So I was like, I was totally sold. A game where I don't get completely, you know, okay. messed up by random oh. chance. You no, he hasn't, but this. there he is. Yeah, I love that, man. And I, I try to, I try to pitch it to like that uh, to people as well. Um, that it's you, you know you get to pull your cards out of your book. You don't have to worry about uh, you don't have to worry about the draw. You don't have to worry about mulliganing. It's your strategy versus my strategy. But you know it does add the bit of uh, random in there with the dice rolls for damage. But I mean statistically those are going to be even um, in a long enough well, game or in, in, in a, in a more, series. The more dice you roll, the closer to even they're going to be. Sure. Yeah, they they definitely always tend to average out. That's for sure. Yeah, everyone so, uh, everyone will absolutely remember that time where their hurl boulder rolled ten or twelve damage, um, but they don't as often remember the time it rolled five. You know, so yeah, for sure. Aaron, uh, what's what's the first mage that uh, that you started playing whenever you got into the game? You mean Nick? Oh, I'm sorry, Nick. Goodness gracious. <laughs> well, maybe we want to yes. hear about Aaron's the experiences guess. too. You know. <laughs> 
Listen, well, we don't I need to say, about I've the Warlord that anymore. The, literally, the first one I played in playtesting was the Warlock. Like that was literally yeah. my first game. But now um, that I've answered it, you can totally go, take it away. Uh, for sure. <laughs> well, let's see. Well, getting started, um, my, my playtest partner James and I, I pretty much only just play with him. Um, I, I'm working on getting the community going around here. Um, there's a whole lot of you know other games, but not a lot of players for you know, other specific things. But um, I've played honestly pretty much everything. I would say I've played Wizard the most, and that tends to be what I started out with because Wizard tends to translate to you know blue and magic, for example, and that's just the kind of player I am, like more control based. Um, but funny enough, Warlord is actually like one of my favorite mages too. So as contradictory as those seem. Yeah. So no, uh, where where sense. is uh, where's home for you? Uh, Erie, Pennsylvania. Oh, awesome. very nice. Eh, I mean, highest snowfall in the world this year. I don't know if I would say awesome, but <laughs> it's where I live. <laughs> so. Yeah, you'll 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 have that. Yeah. You'll you'll have that. <laughs> I was going to say I'm from uh, I'm from the hometown of Dan Quayle. Former Vice President of the United States. Um, <laughs> trust me when I say that people will be more interested in the fact that you had the highest snowfall last year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> until you live here, but yeah. <laughs> no, abs- I, we, I'm totally with you on that. <laughs> yeah, and we just lost Pres- Vice President Quayle as a listener. Way to alienate <laughs> the audience. <laughs> oh. So Nick, um, what are before we get into your 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 performance at Gen Con, which I know people were tuning in to actually listen to, um, you know, what are some of the first book ideas that you came up with, and actually uh, the deck crafting in Mage Wars? Um, oh, let's see. Well, we've always myself and and James, we always run some sort of variant of what we always called Action Wizard, which is pretty much actually what I took to Gen Con, um, Gate to Voltari, um a lot of other spells doing your things for you while your wizard gets to run around and do whatever it wants. Um, I was always really partial to Warlock starting out when there were only the first few sets, because um, I just loved curses, and I liked how they were like really tempo-oriented. Um, and then I actually eventually just switched over to Curse Wizard, because I, I, I thought it was uh, a little bit more competitive. But, um, yeah, so I, I would say Warlord and Wizard are the two, or excuse me, War... Warlock and Wizard are the two main mages I originally started out with. Okay. Interesting. So we've been... All right, so let's... <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, we've been kind of beating around it, but uh, talk about your spellbook from Gen Con. Talk about the, <laughs> uh, the weighted training clothes. <laughs> yeah, I tried to come up with like the funniest, stupidest name I could, and I thought it was great. Um... No, but, it was yeah, classic. In case, in case anyone didn't read my like eleven-page report on the forums, because apparently I don't have a life. Um, <laughs> I got really detailed. Leave me alone. Uh, but anyway, the uh, the deck was called the book was called Waiting Trading Clothes. Uh, just kind of a funny name because the idea was that like you know whenever we watch anime, there's always that stereotypical character, whether it's like Goku or Piccolo or Rocky or someone like that, that like waits till they, you know, go against their final opponent to, like, take off their training clothes and, like, actually be serious. And um, that was the idea behind the book, is it actually came up with two main openings. One that I used... I actually did end up using the one I didn't mean to once, but uh, the first opening, 
the idea was to use it during the Swiss matches so that it was a really effective strategy, but it wasn't quite as good. The idea was to open up with four mana crystals um, and then a wizard tower in their face on turn three and basically just jinx them out of the game um, because wizard tower is just pounding on them while they get one turn. Um, that's what we kind of called attack wizard. And then taking the weighted training clothes off was actually when I would play Gate of Altari. There's a few matchups where doing the attack opening we figured would probably pretty much lose, one of which was the Priestess, uh, which I actually did lose that game. I played uh, I played GD Kaus in the fifth round, and I decided to go with the attack opening, and I knew it probably wouldn't win, and we were right, so that was probably good. Um, but the second opening was to use Gate to Voltari, um, not use quite as many mana crystals, and then use Wizard Tower in a similar way. Basically, the idea is to put so many threats and so many things that they have to deal with on the board that they can't answer all of them on top of, you know, jinxing them so that they're only getting one action in order to deal with all of those things you have going on on the board. That's awesome. So you got me thinking, like, what what could I do against something like that? So um, you mentioned you you uh, you played a priestess and lost. Were there any other mages that really gave you a hard time? Um, I had a pretty close match uh, with a with a force master, um, but I used I actually used Hugin a lot in that match. So that's one thing I noticed is it didn't seem like the metagame was very prepared for failures. Um, the only answers people really had was like sleep and like a force push against the wall, which actually didn't really turn out. I don't think. It took quite a while for Hugin to die in any of my matches. Um, hmm. But other than that, uh, other than playing against Tim in the finals, uh, which was the wizard matchup, I think I was pretty comfortable in most of my matches because the general idea is that just, like, once you get enough channeling so that you're generating, you know, enough mana every turn, we actually think of it in terms of, like, mana flow and opposed to, like, investments, which I, I wrote about on my post is you're just throwing, like, so many attack spells through your wizard tower, through your mage, you know, jinxes, etc., that there's really not a lot that they can do to keep up, and the idea is just to essentially, like, tempo them out of the game. Um, and I think there's... I honestly don't think there's a lot of strong answers to Wizard's Tower right now, but I know that's something that, you know, people on the forums are really working on. Yeah, and Aaron also is really working on getting something, you know, back to par. I wouldn't say it's broken by any means, um, but I definitely think it, it gives Wizard a pretty distinct advantage. Hey, Aaron, do you want to weigh in on the Wizard's Tower? Uh, Wizard's Tower is on a ludicrously short list of cards that I'm always watching. Um, <laughs> just because it does... It does a bunch of things that really no other card does, and even the like, even the the basic thing that it does, which is cast attack spells. Oh, there are other things that can cast attack spells, but it's got enough uniqueness to it that it's doing that in a way that is very different than everything else that can be considered comparable. So, uh, so it's always a card I'm watching. Um, as far as how good it is, well, I mean, unquestionably, it's a fantastic card. I mean, the, the, if you look at, 
Um, if you look at the top four from Gen Con, you had two wizards. Both of them were making excellent use of the wizard's tower. Um, so, you know, and I, I trust their judgment as to what's a good card and what's not. So, <laughs> uh, but, but honestly, it's, it's fantastic, but it's always one of those things that I'm, that I'm watching and trying to see, uh, what we can do in, in, in a way that's something that can kind of keep the meta game evolving. Like I was really excited when we were able to print, uh, uh, rolling fog because rolling fog is something that uh, that can really limit the options of what a wizard's tower can do now it's still temporary there's still a lot more going on but it's an option and so you know that's one of the things that I'm really big on is getting options out there for people because that's what makes major wars great is is being able to look at a situation and weigh through all your options and figure out what you think your best solution is. Um, so, I mean, obviously, obviously it's a card that I think about when I design new cards, um, both, you know, for and, and against it. So, Making your life really difficult, bringing up the, the giant wizard power discussion, like right, uh, right at the very start of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say this much. Wizard's tower... Wizard's Tower is not the card that annoys me most. The card that annoys me most is Enchantment Transfusion. It just... Oh, no, that card's great. That's the problem, is that it's great. <laughs> and it just... It enables so many weird things that you would never think can happen until it's like, oh, Enchantment Transfusion. So it's, it's not that I think that Enchantment Transfusion is broken... It's just that when I'm sitting there trying to design new cards or balance new cards, and it's like, okay, we've we've tied up this particular loophole that we do not want happening. And then someone's answer is, hmm, well, you can still do it with enchantment transfusion. And then it's like facepalm. <laughs> um, it's a great card, but that's that's why it's the bane of my existence, is because it, by its nature, it's an interactive card. Like, it's only as good as the things you use it with. And by that nature, it naturally combos all over the place. So that's what makes it awesome. That also is what makes it uh, a bit of a pain when I'm designing. Um, but that's that's just my personal thing, <laughs> is that that one drives me up a wall. Um, but it's good, so. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, not to bring the... Not to have this discussion clearly dominated by Wizard's Tower, but what are what are some of your guys' favorite spells to bind to Wizard's Tower? Uh, well, I'll Aaron, let Nick start first? because he's the oh. he's the champ. Oh, okay. Um, generally, it always tends to be Acid Ball unless uh, their mages walk in within zero to one, uh, in which case it's always Hurl Rock. Like <laughs> Hurl Rock is the godsend to Wizard. Um, if they're in zero to two range and they don't already have armor, uh, it'll be Fireball or Hurl Boulder, just because they're you know they tend to be the most mana efficient uh, for the amount of dice that they throw. Um, I would say Acid Ball is definitely the big one though, because typically what I'll do is like I'll have a Wizard Tower on uh, the top of their hill, which if you think about the 
the grid of mage wars, it would actually be like B, so like row B like in the middle, and then place three over on their side. Um, basically, so like right at the top of their hill, and then I'll throw a jinx on them, acid ball them, move down one, and hit them with a hurl rock. So it, it just basically keeps them pounded in the corner, and it's pretty hard to answer unless you go in and try to kill Wizard's Tower. But those are those are my usual big spells there. Awesome. I was going to say Hurl Rock as well. Hurl Rock's just awesome. Oh, yeah. If they're walking to zero to one, they're always going to Hurl Rock for the face. That's for sure. <laughs> so Aaron, what about you? You can't say Hurl Rock. Oh, I can't say Hurl Okay, you can't. I, I wasn't going to say Hurl Rock. <laughs> I don't end up putting Hurl Rock on it, but that's because me personally, I don't like having ranged one spells on it. Um, and that's mostly because I don't like them being able to run away. I realize it's a weird thing, like because if you plan it well, that should not come up. It should never be an issue of, oh my gosh, they walked out of the range of my whip. You know, that's not going to happen if you're planning appropriately. Um, but to me, I like to threaten nice big areas. So range two spells are kind of where it's at. Um, it just depends, honestly, on what you're going up against. But I would agree with Nick. Um, if you don't know what you want to put on your wizard's tower, start with an acid ball. It's not going to disappoint you. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Because cause even if you're going up against if you're going up against zombies, you have guaranteed points of damage, and then you get to roll dice. So that's pretty great. Um, if you go against things with high armor, you can you can whittle that down, and then go after them, which is great. The thing is that there's not a bad target to shoot acid ball at, unless there's someone who has defenses. And the only reason I say that is because if there's someone with defenses, there are better cards for that. It's not that Acid Ball's bad, because it's still going to be solid, but, like, Surging Wave is pretty stellar at that point, mm-hmm. you know. And, and and if they're in the short range, things like Fire Blast, they're, they're really good. Or Flame Blast. Um, they're really good. But in general... If you don't know what to put on it, start with start with acid ball. It's it's just efficient. Yeah, you gotta love corrode too. Just awesome. Corrode solid. All right, well, Nick, um, I guess walk us through for people who haven't ever been to Gen Con. What is it like going? Uh, Aaron spends all his time in the booth, so I don't even know if he really knows what the Gen Con experience is like for a fan. Uh, but what is it like for a fan of gaming, and, and not only just to go to an, an event like that, um, but also to compete in like the Mage Wars tournament at an event like that? Like, what's the atmosphere like? How do you feel on that day uh, or those days? Well, Gen Con as a whole, I would say the number of the, the biggest words are exhausting and fun. Um, because, I mean, I, mine was coupled with a seven-hour drive there and back. Um, but, you, you know, you're getting, like, four or five hours of sleep every night. You've got a million events to go to every single day. Like, there's always something going on. Like, if you really wanted to. I had a friend that went. He, he didn't sleep for three days straight, and he just was at Gen Con for three days. <laughs> so, like, if that's something you want to do, you can definitely do it. Um, but as for the tournament itself, um, I'm always a really competitive player. Like, I love the Mage Wars like it's one of the it's probably the best community i've ever actually been in um everyone's really friendly everyone knows each other like i can go and talk to the game designers like where does that happen like Mm -hmm. i don't even know how it would 
find a magic game designer. Like, it, it just it just doesn't happen. So I think that that's amazing. Like, there's so much interaction with Arcane Wonders that it, it's just, I think it's phenomenal that that's actually able to happen. And, like, you know, I can feel like I can actually have an impact on the game. Um, the biggest reason, funny enough, that I actually wanted to win Gen Con um, was... People that win big tournaments or do well in big events, their opinion always tends to matter more within the community. Um, so I knew that if like I went in and I said something on the forums before Gen Con, you know, not a lot of people would take it seriously and be like, oh, that's that Hogma guy, you know, he, I've played him a few times, he's pretty good. But like if I went in Gen Con, all of a sudden I have instant credibility. Um, and that's the main reason that I wanted to win. Because um, even though I got third and then second the year before that, still nobody knew who I was. Um, <laughs> so I really wanted to win so I could get credibility and really like interact with Arcane Wonders and people on the forums to help, you know, move the game in an awesome direction, you know, hopefully even better than it's already doing, which is, you know, amazing. But, um, I'm a really competitive player. Everybody's really nice. Um, but nobody like, nobody really gets mad at you when you're in the game and you're taking things seriously and like, oh, hey, you missed, mm -hmm. you know, this thing on your wizard's tower. You, you know, the, the ruling that was at the uh, the tournament. Oh, you moved, and then you did an action, and then you quick cast your wizard's tower. Oh, you can't cast out of that. You know, no one, like, rages at me that I enforce those sort of rules and that sort of thing, which I really like. Um, but the actual tournaments themselves are just, even though they're not, like, hundreds and thousands of people like some events would be, even with, like, you know, 16 to 32 people, they're just really stressful. Like, every single time, like, my first match, I've always got the tournament jitters, and, like, my hands are shaking. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> but, like, eventually, you know, you get into it, and you get in the swing of things. But, um, and then after the first day, like, I'm always just exhausted. Like, five, what is it, five, six, seven hours of Mage Wars all in a row is just so tiring. Like, I could play other games for that long, and it's not even a big deal, but I play that much Major Wars in a competitive environment, and I'm just wiped out by the end of it. Um, oh, it's a total brain burner. I mean, oh. you're using you're using the whole thing the whole time. Yeah, I mean, when you're playing well, you're using the whole thing the whole time. Oh, for sure. And, like, <laughs> I used to actually fight um, mixed martial arts professionally, Um and I would, I actually get more nervous for Mage Wars tournaments than I did stepping into the cage <laughs> and fighting somebody. Like, yeah. I'm probably the weirdest person that's ever existed, but it, it, yeah, that's, that's my general Mage Wars experience at Dev Con. Well, I'm a huge, I'm a huge MMA fan, actually. Uh, what organization did you fight in? Um, this was a while ago, so this is like before organizations were even really like a huge thing. Um, but I had fought down. In okay, Ohio. so you're just doing regional stuff. Yeah, I had fought in Ohio. Um, I fought down in West Virginia. I, it was actually illegal thing, so I couldn't fight in Pennsylvania if I wanted to. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just think that's kind of a weird aspect of myself. But you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, you see that? So maybe we can get a new title for Mage Wars if the, if the UFC wouldn't sue as Mage Wars, as real as it gets. <laughs> from a former from a former MMA fighter. Uh, Zuff would probably sue the crap out of us. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. I mean, as Games Workshop. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, As someone awesome, who read man. Starship Troopers in high school, 
All I can say is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, your build and your book, you know, you, the, well, the water mage you're talking about with this focus on the wizard's tower. Uh, what, um, what mages? I, I guess we talked about the ones that gave you a hard time. Were there any that you felt that you just, as soon as you saw that book open, you're like, oh, I got this. Um, <laughs> he's gonna hate me for saying this. Um. Shark bait was I can guess what you're going to say. Yeah, Shark bait was the biggest one that that happened to. She, he was playing the Adremolite Warlock. And, I mean, he's a great player. Um, and I've actually played him online a few times since then. Um, but I just feel like that Wizard can do the things that uh, Adremolite Warlock can do just better. Uh, you get Wizard Tower, you know, you get in-school Arcane and in-school Fire if you really want it, etc. Um, so I basically just jinxed him out of the game and blew him up with Pearl Rocks and Pearl boulders and everything off of Wizard's Tower. Um, huh. See, I know I played Force Master, Beast Master. Uh, I also played Wizard. I'd say Wizards are always the people I'm most worried about. Um, but yeah, I would say a Dremlike Warlock. And if I would have seen like a Priest or something there, I don't think I would have been extremely worried about that. But or Warlord. But I, I really. I've actually made quite a few books for a warlord, and I think I might have found one that's actually tournament viable. So I, I've been tested here with James. So I don't know if I want to, if I want to, you know. Well, you don't. You don't have to drop your yet. tech quite yet. You can save it. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no, no! I just yeah. uh, it might be viable. I haven't decided yet. I'll declare if it's viable or not, and then I'll post it. But, <laughs> Fair yeah, enough. You can you can for sure email me about it though <laughs> anytime you want. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> Are you a warlord? Oh, sorry, what was that? Are you a warlord? I, I, not, no, not really. But I have a lot of guys in my area who love warlord, and um, he's actually was been on the show before. Bevan has been t- has been playing warlord since he started playing the game, <laughs> and he awesome. hasn't really branched out to anything else. And he's just getting. We just had a tournament, a local tournament, and uh, he he's just getting dominated all the time. And he's he's making tactical decisions. It's not just the mage, uh, but he's he's making play errors as well. But he's at his wits end with Warlord right now, and he needs he needs every bit he can get. Maybe I'll uh, shoot it over then. Um, yeah, like, and that's the thing too is like I want people to realize that are listening to is like whenever I talk about mages and I'm like, oh, you know, this is better than this. I always tend to factor in like two equally skilled really good player um sure like obviously if someone is great at the game and someone's not so great at the game and you get one person the best book in the world and the other person the worst book in the world you know the person that's experienced and really good at the game is probably going to win i just tend to talk about mages and they're like you know their tier structure basically when you're talking about like two equally good players so sure yeah absolutely well, Aaron, uh, Nick, did you guys want to uh, cover anything else about the tournament and how things went, and like uh, maybe Nick, your impressions on on just everything and well, just uh, out as of, far as the game out of curiosity, when you saw the pairings for Sunday, were you happy that you didn't have to face the house again? <laughs> <laughs> um, funny enough, I didn't actually know the pairings until I got there. Um, because the Mage Wars event on the Swiss events ended at 6, and I had an event that started at 6, so I just ran off before I even heard the pairings. Um, but I was I was sitting there, play te- not playtesting, but talking a lot about it with James since him and I went to Gen Con together, um, sure. about the Priestess matchup and like how I'm going to play and versus the Priestess. 
Um, so yeah, we talked a lot about that. And I actually, I was pretty happy that I didn't have to play against him. Um, there really isn't a player there that I really wanted to play, though. You know what I mean? Like, they were all good players, so... Yeah, there was uh, no one you saw and you went, I think I can make it through that one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, um, I was pretty happy that I dodged Priestess, though, mainly because I knew that that was a match that was probably going to go to climb. Um, <laughs> so playing an hour, hour and a half, and then having to go into finals if you did win can definitely put more of a mental pull on you. Um, yeah. Nice. I think if I would have, I think if I would have played him and I would have opened with Gage of Altari instead of doing like you know Attack Wizard like I had done in the Swiss rounds, um, I think I would have won. But you know, <laughs> who knows? Uh, maybe him and I will play each other in a tournament here coming up online or something. Yeah. Sure. No, this is something yeah, yeah. that I was uh, I was talking with the guys from Arcane Duels about was that I was like, you look at the people who made the top four. Every one of them had been actively playtesting for at least a month, you know? Mm. And so you guys, you guys had all done your homework. You had done, you know, you had played the matches. You had been working on these mages. You knew your book, which is, is crucial to, to being able to do well is knowing your own book and knowing when you play the cards and why you have them in. That was one of the things that last year when we interviewed, uh, uh, Alexander West. That was one of the things that was really impressive, is that he knew his book inside and out, and he knew why he spent every single spell point. And mm-hmm. I'd say the the guys who made it the top four this year, they they had all made very strong books, and they had been playing very well. So I was I was personally really happy with with our top four, because yeah, you guys were all. You guys were all great. And, like, since Tim actually lives close to me, I have played playtest games against him, like, um, for actually new card design and card design and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I'm used to getting my face kicked in by Tim. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, like, you guys were all really great uh, competitors. And in all honesty, like, yeah, I was totally okay with anybody who made the top four I was like, no, any of these guys can win, and I will be very happy, and this will be a very successful day. Oh, yeah, definitely. That was actually the mistake I made last year is I actually threw my book. I didn't know what I wanted to play until the day beforehand, and I kind of threw it together the day before. <laughs> and I definitely didn't do enough playtesting, so I'm glad I was actually able to this time really found a book that I, you know, that I, that I considered to be, like, the best book I could make. So, Absolutely. Awesome. It's always a good feeling when you can come to a tournament and you know that you brought your A game, and and you get to see how good that actually is. I mean, yes, sometimes you win, sometimes you don't, but it's always a good feeling to know that you legitimately brought your A game. Yeah, definitely. And one thing I actually think is funny, I don't know if we need to get going or not, sorry, but uh, one thing that I've actually noticed is I've actually been playing a lot more um, just online with people and that sort of thing recently, and... Um, I've noticed that I've been starting to get jinxes, like, just laid on me turn after turn after turn. And I'm just like, ah, good. I started a trend. So I thought that was pretty amazing. <laughs> well, if the, if the trend holds from last year, everyone will be supremely convinced that jinx will be a big thing. They will all tech their decks against it, and then no one will play jinx. Oh, I don't know if there's tech against it. 
quite yet, but we'll we'll see. Uh, there'll be a fair number of new cards out between now and next year, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, that's true. The new stuff awesome. looks awesome. It's exciting. I'm excited. I'm excited. I think everybody's excited. Well, I'm glad. I guess a um, couple things to end with. Have you gotten a chance to look at Academy? Me or... You, yes. Oh, yeah, I actually bought Academy. I think the Academy cards are great. Um, awesome. They're gonna, yeah, I think they're going to they're gonna shake up the metagame a little bit, I think. I haven't playtested with them yet. Uh, I've been mo- mainly focusing on, uh, on Thunderdome. Um, no, I, I want to try to win two tournaments in a row. Um, so playing with like promos. <laughs> Gotta go for two. <laughs> I've been playing with like promos and things that I'm not used to and stuff like that. Um, no, by the also, way, you should totally print ballistas for Mage only. Just just throwing that out there. Um, <laughs> uh, there are several ideas floating around ballista, uh, and I'm not sure what's going to happen to it, but I know something's <laughs> going to happen to it. Awesome. I don't know. Yeah, I like that. I like the sounds of that. Um, but yeah, I think the Academy cards are great. Um, it definitely makes a lot of Battleforge stuff way more viable to inexpensive equipment, and there's full-round stuff that gets past Jinx, so that should be interesting, too. One of the things that I thought was kind of hilarious, and and I was pretty happy, is like you, you have... I realized that I'm probably the only person who is deeply and deeply in love with the Thought Spore, <laughs> but I actually made a double thoughts for Force Master uh, for Gen Con to see if it was reasonable. <laughs> but I I like the fact that you can thoughts for, and you can put dodge on it, and dodge is fantastic. And you can thoughts for, and then uh, arcane missiles is hilarious. Like I really want to kill zombies with it, you know, just shooting nice, my lasers. Yeah. <laughs> that would definitely be really annoying. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, awesome. Awesome. Um, and I guess my last thing is, who's your favorite, uh, comic book character? Superman. Superman? Yeah. Have you, have you read All-Star Superman? I don't believe I have. Um, I've read a lot of, I read a lot of it, but I've heard I've heard that that one's good. I just I'm not gonna lie, I'm not a huge comic book reader, but um, that's fair. Yeah, I always no. All Star Superman is probably my favorite comic I've ever read. Um, oh, I'll have to check it out then. Like it's always amazing when in the very first issue you find out that Lex Luthor has killed Superman, <laughs> but Superman is. Superman doesn't know it yet, you know? And then it's all the rest of the comic is about what he does with his time left, and it's freaking amazing. They did a spectacular job. Hmm. Sweet. Well, Nick, man, thank you so much for uh, joining us today, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. uh, I'm glad I got a chance to do this. We're we're glad you uh, made time for us and waited through all the technical difficulties. Yes, yes, definitely. Thank you for that. You know, my advice, if I could give you any advice for uh, Gen Con next year, and it's maybe because I've been watching an obscene amount of pro wrestling lately, is that it it may be time for a Mage Wars champion to turn heel and become the bad guy. (laughs) 
Just just cut promos on people in the middle of a game. <laughs> Start trash talking. I mean, I think we could really shake up this uh, this competitive mage war. See, and I thought you were going to tell him to get a belt made and yeah, to come I'm... wearing the belt next we... year. There needs to be a championship belt. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We're talking about doing that for our area players. Well, Aaron, I didn't get a trophy, so I might not be against a belt. <laughs> very nice very nice uh Aaron, do you, do you want to uh leave the uh, audience with any uh nuggets of wisdom no i think this has been pretty full of nuggets yeah <laughs> lots of nuggets i think you're right well nick thank you again buddy do you, uh, sorry nick do you have any parting words for for the audience um yes one big thing Start competitive tournaments around your area. I want to see more people playing in tournaments. Like, I want to have, like, a 64-person Mage Wars tournament at Gen Con. That'd be awesome. But, yeah, that, that's yeah. pretty much all I've got. More competitive Mage yeah. Wars. I'm all for it. Yeah, and if you guys need tips and tricks on how to build that community up, we did a pretty good episode on that uh, a few months back. So definitely go peruse the Mage Wars Mondays archives and uh, give that one a listen. Or hit hit Aaron and I up on the forums or on Twitter. Um, I am at Let's Level Up. Aaron is at Ned the Destroyer. And Nick, are you on Twitter? Um, I'm not. I don't. I don't think I have anything in my life worth being about. To be completely honest, <laughs> except for maybe winning Mage Wars, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Humble hashtag humble brag. Just one major. So, yeah. <laughs> My life. There's nothing that exciting in Erie, Pennsylvania. Warren on Twitter. I was waiting for him I, to be I, like, I, "Oh my gosh, I saw my third butter churn today." Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I almost have to call yeah, a little BS on that because you were a cage fighter for quite some time. <laughs> so something tells me you're you're a little bit more interesting than you're letting on, Nick. Oh uh, well, I don't know. I, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, just a bit. All righty, guys. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this. We will be back in a couple weeks and uh, have more Mage Wars Mondays for you. Uh, on behalf of Aaron, Scott, myself, and everybody at Arcane Wonders, thank you so much for listening. Tell your friends about the show. Uh, give us a rate and review on Stitcher Smart Radio and iTunes. And uh, definitely, until next time, play more Mage Wars and game on. Mm-hmm.